Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to episode number 49 of Unblocking Crypto. A short update for you this week, since it's a little late in the week. The exciting news is that Voyager's bid from Binance.us has now been approved to move forward. It had some small issues at first. The SEC had filed some limited objections because they were wondering where Binance.us is going to get the money from. Uh, Texas had some problems because they said both Voyager and Binance.us were not compliant in being able to do business in that location. Almeida was not a fan of the entire bid because it put their loan in the back of the line and not in the front of the line. So the people that actually had assets there would get their assets back. If you look at the actual bid, it's just over a billion dollars and it's really only about $20 million more than the total value of the assets that are in place. So it's not like there's a lot of money being set aside, but it did get approved by a New York judge. The vote is going to happen, I think, on the 22nd of February. So for those of you that do have any sort of assets on Voyager, make sure you go vote yes. And hopefully we will see this close at some point in the near future. Sticking with FTX type news, the Department of Justice has seized some Robinhood shares. There were a bunch that SBF had bought using some money and they went ahead and, and grabbed those. I think it was about $460 million worth of share. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. There's a lot of news saying that FTX has found $5 billion worth of assets. It's hard to really believe what's true anymore. So I guess time will tell and we'll see what happens with any of that. Coinbase ended up paying about a $100 million fine. The fine was really based on what regulators found was some significant failures in Coinbase's ability to prevent illegal activity. In reality, it was only about a $50 million fine and another $50 million that they will invest to boost compliance over the next couple of years. PayPal has started again using Ethereum, which is kind of interesting. It looks like you're going to be able to link your MetaMask to PayPal, and then you'll be able to onboard fiat into Ethereum onto your MetaMask wallet using PayPal, which is kind of exciting because right now, anything you do with PayPal, it stays on PayPal and you have to convert it back to US dollar before you want to move it around. MetaMask has been notifying people there's a new scam out there uh, that is, I think, called address poisoning. So here's how it works. Pretty much what they're doing is trying to create an address that looks similar to yours, send you kind of a fake transaction of a coin that's worthless with the hope that you are going to just copy and paste that transaction in the future and you'll end up sending it to sending whatever your money is to the wrong spot to them instead of yourself. So the key being here, as we've talked about in the past, double and triple check your address and every single letter to make sure that it is correct to make sure you are sending it to your address. El Salvador just approved a digital asset insurance law. The big piece of that is this will allow them to finally issue their volcano bonds that they've been talking about, which is the bonds that they are going to issue to help build this Bitcoin city in El Salvador that's going to be tax-free. It sounds as if they're going to have a DAO that will control a lot of that and will work directly with the financial arm of El Salvador. So still a lot more details to come out, but it's exciting that they're moving forward. And speaking of government progress, the U.S. Congress 
has actually finally formed their first ever digital assets subcommittee. They're doing that. It's an offshoot of the House Finance Subcommittee. Exciting to see that they're finally trying to do something. They are saying they want to keep the U.S. as one of the most in innovative countries in the world, but also protect investors. Time will tell on what this actually means. We hope it's a good thing, but uh, we'll see. And let's talk about NFTs. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago about Trump releasing his NFTs, and he did very well, making $4.5 million or something on them. The trading volume had increased quite a bit. That has since gone down to its less than, I mean, it's it's 99% down from where it was at its peak. You can now buy an NFT that gives you the ability to talk with Trump on a Zoom call. Granted, those Zoom calls, I think, are capped at 2,000 people for 20 minutes, but you can buy that for about $25 now. So it started out at, I think, $99, and now they're having airdrops of all kinds of different things happen to these NFTs. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes and, and how active that community stays. And we've talked a little bit about gaming. Yuga Labs, who is the board Yacht Club creator, they have seen their NFTs spike lately because of a game they're releasing here very shortly. So not only board Ape Yacht Club, but Mutant Ape Yacht Club, I think, have also spiked. And the reason being is you have to have one of those specialized NFTs to be able to play the game. It's going to be a skills-based game, and you'll be able to earn different types of rewards and NFTs doing that. So like we talked about in the past, gaming and NFTs, both very strong themes that we'll continue to see, and they're tying in together in one of the largest NFT collections out there today. So looking forward to next week. I think we're going to have Hal join us again. So talk with you soon. Enjoy the week. See you. Thanks for journeying down the crypto rabbit hole with us. If you're interested in learning more about crypto, please join our private Facebook group, Unblocking Crypto. It's a small community discussing new ideas and just asking questions to learn more. Hope to interact with you there.